0: You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be, so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us, or visit us in person each Sunday at ten thirty a.m. and Wednesday at six thirty p.m. We hope to connect with you soon.
1: Guys, thanks, Joe. <clears throat> I want to do something before we get started. Where's uh, Isabella? I need you to come up here. I'm gonna embarrass you maybe a little bit, but it's not intentional. It's just because I know you don't you don't like attention. But so so this amazing young woman is is obviously. Uh, uh, she was already a, a daughter of, of this house um, unintentionally just because of Sarah and, and Kyle being here um, and so but over I don't know how long it's been now she's actually become a daughter of this house and we've been able to have the privilege of watching you grow and and, and watching you transform and going through different stages over the last you know two or three years of of, of life, of teenage life, and a teenage life that's un, unfortunately unusual to the time that we live in, uh, of of a path that is, has always been with Jesus, and regardless of what you went through, you've always come back to Him, and now we've watched you just go to a whole new level of who you are uh, as a daughter, and understanding that reality, and then, you know, starting on the worship team, and, and, and seeing the sound that you were created to release, And so now it's time for the next season of her life, which is good for all. Uh, She just graduated high school. And so, yeah, it's 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 a great thing. Um, We're super proud of you. And now she is going on to um, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry out in Redding, California, um, which is where I would if if you can't. (laughs) If God says go to somewhere like that, it's a no brainer to me. And uh, he's he's made a way for it to be possible um, I, I encouraged it as much as I could without trying to influence it because it's just good to get away from home, even though as parents, we don't necessarily like it, <laughs> but we know that it's good for our kids. And, um, so she'll be out there for nine months out there where we have gleaned so much, um, from, from Bethel, from Bill Johnson and Chris Valentin, Steve Backlund, um, and the whole, uh, revival Alliance family that doesn't include just just Bethel, but Global Awakening and and others, Heidi Baker and all them. So she's going to get to be a part of that culture uh, day in and day out for the next nine months. So I want to do two things. First, I want to ask the leadership to come up and I want to pray. So all leaders, go ahead and come. Um, Ask the leadership to come up and we're going to pray over her. And you guys are going to help us pray over her, commission her out to go out there and get all that she can get. And, and then I want to do one other thing is that what she didn't ask for, what her parents didn't ask for, this, I didn't mention this to them, I, To them, I didn't go over it. Because this is one of the things I don't, I don't have to go over with people uh, necessarily, even though they might have said, no, we're fine. Um, but I want to take an offering for, for Isabella in school. Um, you, you know, just coming out of high school, uh, it's a no-brainer that you're going to need money to go out to this particular school and live on a monthly on a monthly basis. She's already got housing, but the housing is still going to cost monthly. She's going to be with some other ladies that are going to be going to the school too, which is going to be even better because of the it's the greenhouse effect. When we're with other hungry people, uh, it's it just it, it advances our transformation um, so much, so much more, um, which is. a reason why we're all growing so much because of all of the hungry people that are are in this room and some that are watching. And so while we're praying, I'd ask you to do this one thing is that you just ask Holy Spirit, what would he have you give to, to to Isabella, to, to their, um, to her schooling. And you can give through text to give, um, you can give online uh, at revive the ReviveTheWorld, uh, which is now .org. Um, instead of .us, we're, <laughs> we're getting upgrades. Uh, or you can obviously give back there at the Square Reader, or you can write a check or cash if you still even carry those things anymore. I don't know. Some people don't. Um, but regardless of the way that you give, we would ask you to do this one very important thing, is that you write on an envelope that should be in front of you somewhere, unless you're sitting in the front row. Find one if you're sitting in the front row and you give. We'd ask that you would write on that envelope what you gave, how you gave it, and that you're giving it specifically to, to Isabel or Isabella, whatever you want to put. Or you could just put schooling, um, whatever you'd like. And so we're just grateful for anything that you do give because us as Revive the World family are, are going. We're under, we don't know what yet, but we're going to pray about it and see what we can do to partner to help, um, to help them just because they're family. I mean, you guys have been... I remember going to this is a this is a side note but a good one. Um, I remember doing your grandpa's funeral, your dad's funeral, and uh, I remember talking to Sarah afterwards. I'm like, y'all just treated me just like family. I mean, like not like church family, but like family, family. You know, I'm like, this was, and she's like, well, you are. You know, it was just it was just amazing, just a testimony to the way that you guys love people, and and so you are you are family beyond the revive the royal family too, and. Um, so we're going to pray for her now and just pray that she get enamored by Holy Spirit, and it's going to be good. So thanks, Jesus. And what we want to do with prophetic words, because I know I've got a bunch of prophetic people in this room, is that after the service at, at the altar call, I want you to come back up here. you bring your phone, bring your recorder, and we're all going to give you guys a little bit of time to meditate on what God wants to say um, to her, and we're just going to load her down with prophetic words at the end about this coming school year and this season of her life. Okay, but we're going to wait till then to do it, and we're not—we're not, we're not going to do it now. But we're going to commission her and take time individually to pray over. Her. Um, that sound good? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who ever disagrees with the pastor? Right? <laughs> Rarely does that happen. You know, not in my experience, it does it, but. <laughs> Sarah, where's the the mic at? Somebody's got it? You got the mic already? And I think it would be super special if you just started this off.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Isabella. Thank you for her pure, pure heart to serve you, to know you, to live out what the cross paid for in her life. God, we just bless her. We bless her in all that she does. We bless everything she puts her hand to, that she would have your favor, the, the favor of heaven on her life. God, we thank you for the dreams and the desires of her heart that you've placed there, and we bless them in Jesus' name. thank you for this season of finding out what all that you have for her, God. All the good, 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 good things that you have for her life. Mm -hmm. The things that you thought up in your heart when you created her, when you dreamed her up before the foundations of the earth, and you saw Isabella and what she would be. God, we partner with that will for her life in Jesus' name. We thank you for provision and connection as she steps out on her own in this season. And she really steps out with you, Holy Spirit. Thanks for the risk that's on her life to live as Jesus lived when he walked on the earth. Thank you for bravery and boldness like never before. To be able to walk radically as a lover of Jesus. Everywhere that she goes and everything that she does. Thanks that your peace is going with her. Yeah. In Jesus' name.
2: Jesus, I just thank you for Bella the beautiful. Thank you that you're with her, Jesus. As she starts this journey with you, God, this new journey with you, this new season. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, for peace. <laughs> and your fire and your love just resting upon her every step she takes, everywhere she goes. I thank you for divine connections, divine relationships, God relationships <laughs> that she's going to form. I just see you, like, having some really powerful encounters with God just sitting in your room with your roommate. Like, it's it's like those t- those discussions, those things that you guys are talking about late at night, when you're not even in school, are going to be so impactful. I just thank you for this connection with the girls that she's rooming with, God. I thank you that your fire and your power and your love is resting upon that residence right now as we speak, (laughs) and you're going before them, before her even now, Jesus. I just thank you, Jesus, for the ride there with your mama I thank you, Jesus, for your presence resting in the car with them as they drive there, Jesus. I thank you for just divine appointments as they're stopping (laughs) for a drink or stopping to get gas. Yeah, I thank you, Jesus, for that beautiful moment with your mom on the way there, God. I thank you that's going to be beautiful, beautiful. It's not going to be stressful. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and I just bless Johnny and Cheryl right now, Jesus, for just supporting her and, and just their, their willingness to just support her, yes, to you, God. I just thank you for your blessing pouring out upon them, financial increase upon their life.
3: Bella, you are the most Bella ever. <laughs> In Spanish, we say bella, it's beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah. Bella, 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 inside and out. Bella, this is just the journey of a uh, great beginning in your life. <laughs> I remember one time, the first time that you came here, and uh, I, I felt in my heart that God was showing me that moment, and I came with you, and I gave you this tie, and Jesus. I said, Bella, uh, can you be part of the team for prayer and to pray for someone? And you said, um, really, I don't, I don't belong to this church. And I said, well, you belong to the body. It doesn't matter what church you mm-hmm. coming from. It's just you are family. <laughs> and I said, I feel God is saying to you that you are, have favor every place where you're going, and this is the reminding that where you're going, you are favored everywhere, and you you have favor in every place where you want to be, and every time that you step in, it's like Bella is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> sound of your voice is going to change. <laughs> the beautiful sound of the the youth is going to be changing to be powerful. <laughs> it's going to be so loving. And every time that you're going to sing, it's going to be so different, but in wonderful, wonderful way. There's gonna be people gonna start crying because they want gonna start found the love of God because it's just the sound of your voice coming out. <laughs> Holy Spirit, thank you so much for what you're already doing. Thank you for open doors. Thank you for the place that with Bella's gonna be. Thank you for the the people that she's gonna be around, and thank you for the people who gonna start changing their life because like every time that she will say something, God is it's gonna be clicking in their mind. This is this is this is making sense when she speaks. It makes sense. <laughs> thank you, God thank you god for the blessings thank you for 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 every single one who want to bless her today and just the speaking over god thank you for the prophecy It's going to be opening up in a double just it's going to happen it's going to happen <laughs> 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 thank you for the desires of your heart thank you bella for for saying yes to god <laughs> yeah. thank you this is this is what your mama has been dreaming for <laughs> guess <laughs> just to see it real now it's just happening and she's like I don't know <laughs> what is going on but it's going to be excited time this is going to be excited moment for all of all the all of the family so I speak the blessing over to your father your mom all the family and every single one and all the families who will start seeing you and they waiting how Jesus went you to be just be transformed because you are saying yes to him thank you for that heart beautiful heart and you are allowing Jesus to be part and just to be partnered with you in the way how he <laughs> wanted thank you thank you for your obedience thank you for your love for Jesus <laughs> I bless you in the name of Jesus yes. bless you in the name of Jesus thank you Jesus <laughs> and that glorious day you will say more 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 <laughs> Yeah, I say all four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay to ask for more. <laughs> mm-hmm. thank yes, you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you in your name, God. Thank you, Jesus.
4: Thank you, God, for this beautiful, beautiful daughter, Bella. I see you as a, <laughs> a blossoming rose. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was- you Give her prophetic words now. I'd ask that you give them again at the end for okay. when she has a phone recorder. Okay, I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> good, I like see you as a, a
4: blossoming rose, and you have a fragrance that's going to be put out that is so beautiful. Um, I see like a, you're like a like you've been in a, a some type of a flower contest, and you're a blue ribbon, <laughs> you're a blue ribbon winner, and people will come. From all around, just to get a whiff of the fragrance of mm-hmm. how you exude the very love of God and how it pours out of you. People will want to be near you and be around you just just to, just to get a glimpse. Because when they see you, they will actually be seeing the glory of God as it pours out. <laughs> and it will happen just as you're walking. People just walk by and they will know something just entered into their realm. <laughs> so, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for this beautiful daughter. Yeah, and the world that's going to be changed because of her. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
5: thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the angels made manifest in her daily life. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the signs and wonders to follow. Thank you for the brilliance. Thank you for the light that you are bringing to her path. Thank you for just the glory as she continues to move forward that just your (laughs) thanks for your goodness just being with her all the time thank you Jesus for the joy (laughs) more Lord I bless the love the interactions with people. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. That this is just a taste of everything that you're going to be walking into. This is just like a like the Joe was talking about the whiff. Like these, the cookies aren't even out of the oven yet. You just can smell them, but you're going to get to taste them and. You're just going to have, a, it's just going to be a good time. and
4: <laughs>
5: I just bless it. I thank you, Jesus.
6: Holy Ghost. I just want to bless you in Jesus' name. <laughs> Oil, honey, wine, (laughs) everything we've ever seen, everything we've ever heard, everything we've ever touched of Jesus, we give to you right now in Jesus name. Everything we're breaking into right now, we give to you every single bit. God, I give it to her right now. Holy Ghost fire. Lord, I thank you. (laughs) I just want to encourage you that loving Jesus is numero uno. (laughs) Numero uno, so far high above everything else. It's the purest, it's the greatest. God, I thank you for everything you're bringing her up into. I thank you that we get to witness your majesty in her life. Lord, just bless her right now. All of heaven we sound trumpets and beat drums. As we send her off, <laughs> glorious, glorious. Lord, oh, we thank you. We just bless you. More oil. Thick honey. Sweet wine, Lord. Thank you for meeting her like she's never seen. Thank you for <laughs> lifting her up off the floor. To soar in new heights, God intimate times with you, Jesus. We just bless her. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you, God. Yeah, we just... Yeah, thank
5: you,
6: Lord.
1: We just bless you with the blessing of this house right now. The exponential increase of everything that's going to be on your life while you're there. We just thank you, Father, for her finding her voice in a brand new way. We thank you for the Leaps and bounds, she's going to grow in her, her royal identity as your daughter, her value, her worth. We thank you that it's going to become clearer than it's ever been, that she's going to see even clearer who you are as a good father. We thank you for all the revelation that she's gotten going, growing uh, in, in exponential, just expediting the process over the next nine months that you're gonna give her more impartation uh, than she'll be able to even walk in immediately, that it's gonna unpack over the next uh, even several decades. I thank you. Uh, There's gonna be so much that's released into her, but also so much that's released through her. So thank you that though you're sending her to learn and get trained and equipped, that you're also sending her um, to sow into others' lives. So thank you uh, that what she already carries is enough for this season. Um, that you're going to add to it because you're so good and you love to give us the pressed down, shaken together, overflowing measure in our lives. And so we're going to dearly miss this daughter, this amazing daughter. Um, We thank you so much for her. We thank you that though distance will separate us, that we'll stay connected in the Spirit, uh, that she'll bear fruit from this house while she's away and that we'll bear fruit uh, from her life uh, while she's away. Uh, and that we'll stay connected in every way that we possibly can. And now we have another excuse to go out to Reading, uh, So we thank you for that, Lord, because that's always a blessing. <laughs> uh, and we thank you for all the finances coming in that she needs for this school year. Yeah, we bless you. I bless you with the Father's blessing, Mother's blessing of this house right now. Thank you, God. Do more than we could ever impart to her. Do more than we could ever pray for her. Do that Ephesians 3.20. Let that be the theme of this season as it is the theme of uh, of her life, Lord, exceedingly and abundantly above all that she could ever ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in her. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. Amen. 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 Love you. Make sure you come up here when it's, when uh, at the end, okay? She's probably not very coherent at the moment. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 8, you know, moments like that are vitally important that we take time to do things like that, right? It's, um, you, you may understand or may not understand the position that some of us get to be in, even outside of family members, when you grow so relationally attached to somebody and then they get sent out somewhere, it's, it's difficult, all right, It's like it's it's really similar, not the same, but similar to as one of your kids are, are leaving to go away somewhere, even though they're not going to be far. You're not going to get to see them every week. And so taking time in moments like this is something that we'll always do because it's 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 vitally important to us, not just important to do. It's not just another important thing to accomplish and knock off the list, but it is actually important to um Important to us as family members, and and um, sending people away, commissioning them—that's the way the apostles did everything in the book of Acts. And laid hands on them, and they sent them out. And we don't have another model for for a church. We don't have another model for the for for the church. There's not an American church, and an overseas church, and a persecuted church, and all these. It's just one church. We get the model from the book of Acts. That's why there's no amen at the end of. It's the only book in the New Testament. There's no amen at the end of. You know why? Because there's still it's still continuing. <laughs> it's good. Why? <laughs> so who who has um, left left knee pain? Left knee pain on your kneecap. Is it is it you? Is there anybody else left knee pain? Knee pain. Is your it's your left knee? Anybody else? We got two. You guys stand up real quick. Wh- whoever's close to you, we just just point, just get over, point towards, point the, towards the knee, and just say, "Be healed in Jesus' name." That's it. Jesus. Just that. Be healed in Jesus' name. All right. Check it. Is your pain gone? Be honest with me. Yours is good, completely gone. Yes, Jesus. Arm- Armando? No? Better? Not all the way. One more time. Be healed in Jesus' name. Yep, just simple. Prayer? All right. Check it again. Good? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Thank you, God. Um, does somebody have pain? Uh, across your your lower back, right, right at your belt line. I felt like it just drew a line across there. You got pain right there? Anybody else? Right here, another one? Two of you? Anybody else? Why y'all are reluctant to raise your hands at times baffles me, <laughs> even though I've done that. <laughs> I've actually not gotten prayer before when there were things that were called out because I didn't want to go up front. So, st- I just I felt like that if you just stood up, sat back down, and then st- not hard, just however you're comfortable with, and then stand back up, and just sh- see how it is. I'm being serious, totally serious. No prayer. Mm-mm. I just f- <laughs> who's who's healed? Pain pain gone? Pain still there? Fifty percent. Your yours gone? Yes, Jesus, is it better? No, no? not better at all. Bet, not better at all. Okay, we'll have you stand up and the people that are right around you just pray that short prayer. Pain leave, be healed in Jesus name.. All right, check it out again if you, if you would. Short prayers, quick ch- quick response. Pain gone pain is gone. Yes, Jesus. Two down, one to go. Stand up one more time. If you, are you okay standing up? Okay, I just didn't want to make, I want to make sure that it wasn't hurting you. Pray for it one more time, if you would, please. Yep, thanks, Jesus. Just command, yeah, just command, no petition prayers. Anytime there's a word of knowledge called out, there's no legal right to pray a petition prayer. Only command because God's revealed His will in this moment, and so then it's just do it done, healed, thank you, whatever it is, but not petition, okay, how's it feel, same, same? <laughs> all right, we'll just wait till at the end, and we'll see how it is, because sometimes, you know, we see it happen immediately, and sometimes over the next few moments, just believe in it, will happen while you're sitting there, just start hurting recently from, no, no, Okay, yeah, we're just believing with you that it'll happen before the end of the service. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you just did. Amazing. Couple knees, couple backs. Simple, right? Just simple prayers, just simple commands. It's it's the concept that we when we realize that God wants to do things more than we want Him to. I'm not going to go into this long drawn out prayer. Hope you do this. Please get all these big words and long prayers and the longer I pray, pray the better the result is because that's just not true. Right? I've prayed I've prayed past the miracle. I'm, I am numero uno on that list of the person that's prayed long prayers because I thought I'd get better results. And I've found out that the longer I pray actually meant the less faith I had in a moment. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a time where we pray long prayers. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's few and far between. I'll pray till I get breakthrough. Or pray, actually if i if I can pray until I get breakthrough without starting to strive, I'll pray till I get breakthrough. Or the first thing I do is I will stop praying as soon as I start striving. I'm working why have you ever felt yourself like you're like working really hard in prayer? You're like, oh, maybe the harder I pray, maybe the louder I pray, or maybe the longer or if I really work up a sweat here or if you know. <laughs> Like, whatever it is, you're like, if I could just, if I just squeeze it harder, if I just. <laughs> no, don't do that to people you don't know. But if you're like, you know, if you're squeezing somebody's leg and it's not hurting them and you know them, it may be okay. Like, maybe if I quote this scripture, maybe if I declare this thing, maybe if I, and it starts to be this performance thing. And that's when I stopped. That's my number one indicator to stop praying in a moment. And so the reason that I felt like God started with this, because when I walked in the back of the building, I had that knee pain. And I walked in the door, I had had the knee pain, and it took me a few moments to realize God was speaking. Because I've had knee pain before. (laughs) Right? Same with the back pain. I had back pain before. And so then the older you get, the more careful you have to be about the impressions you get in your body, if they're words of knowledge or not. You're like, hold on. You're like, And then I'm like, oh, my back hasn't been hurting. My knee hasn't been hurting, and it hurt when I started walking in the building. I'm, sometimes I'm a little slow, but I'm worth waiting for. And so I feel like that the, one of the reasons that God wanted to demonstrate this today at the beginning it's always because he wants to show people he loves them. But there's, there's a practical example that's within uh, the miracle that takes place in this setting. And, and what I believe he's saying out of this practical example is that there is a grace for an expedited uh, process of the transformation of the mind, I feel like it's—I literally, this is not just to hype you up or a declaration that I'm making, and and in hope that it will happen. I literally feel the, the Lord on this. I, I'm 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 90 some 88, 98, 99 percent sure that there's a grace on us right now for our minds to be transformed faster than they ever have before. And I believe that God is going to add a key today, uh, a tool, another tool in our tool belts, or maybe bring out the old tool that you, you, if you're like me, hadn't been using as often as I should have. And the tool is the testimony. The testimony, we've been talking about transformation of the mind for six years since we've existed. And we always, always use, almost always, use finding lies and replacing them with truth. Lies bring me hopelessness. Truth brings me hope. So in any given situation, I can tell what I'm believing about a situation because what I believe about the situation is more important than my situation. What I believe is my perspective. What my perspective is boils down to uh, the core of, Uh, of, of what is inside of my thought patterns, and that you and I were created to have the mind of Christ. We were created to think with the mind of Christ. The only thing that stands in the way of that is everything that we've thought before the kingdom and then everything that we've experienced or haven't experienced that we've hoped for while we've been in the kingdom. And our minds are transformed by all kinds of things. And my first thought in any situation can tell me what my mind is being transformed by. If I'm afraid uh, and there's a a thought that comes to me of, you know, there was this time when, you know, you walk out into the dark parking lot and and you you suddenly, this scene from Blacklist comes uh, to to your mind. (laughs) When the light, I just feel like God's light is increasing today. can almost see it from behind me. <laughs> but I've walked out into the parking lot before and had that thought of, you know, the van that pulls up that looks kind of creepy, and you're like, somebody's going to jump out and snatch you up and kidnap you. Though you know not living that lifestyle anymore, you know, but for me, there's there's the index of <laughs> the people that may, you know, and I, I, I'm reminded of the scripture that God makes... Uh, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him, and I've experienced that before. But when I go out and when I've went out into a parking lot and I've experienced that, I realized that the show I'm watching is, has been transforming my mind. It's my first thought. My th- first thought is fear because it's in the same thing. If you're like, my kids are going to get snatched up, or because you just watched a documentary about about kids getting snatched up, right? Which is awful and terrible. But that becomes my first thought. That shows me that that documentary actually is transforming my mind, yeah. right? And that's happened to me so, so many times that I, I, I'm wrestling through these, these first thoughts that come to me. And none of them are God thoughts. But thankfully, the second one or the third one are God thoughts now when used to be I didn't have any God thoughts. So there's progress. Isn't that amazing? That there's progress, so the indicator of what I'm believing should never, um, I, it should never condemn me. It should never shame me. Um, it should never guilt me into a place of like trying harder for my mind to be transformed. All it is is an indicator of what's transforming my mind, and it leads me to a greater reality, which is the mind of Christ. And then Jesus puts tools in our hands to actually transform our mind on a daily basis that are practical. As our friend and father, David Wagner, says, if it's not practical, it's probably not spiritual. And so I love the practical. I love the mystical, but I love the practical that applies the mystical. or That's just a word for the the supernatural. I didn't want to make any of you nervous. (laughs) It's the only realm God lives in. You know that, right? But my thoughts often have been completely tied to this natural realm. Completely tied to this natural realm. And so I want to read out of Mark chapter 8 um, because there's a, there's a story in here that I read not too long ago. It's the same story when I talked about the leaven of Herod and the, and the leaven of the Pharisees and the political and the religious spirit that are at war for our attention in our time and actually us siding with them. But I'm going to pull something else out of this uh, that I think will uh, apply and hopefully help us because for us to be able to sustain and grow in what we're praying for and what God wants to pour out, our minds have to be renewed. Because we can pray for, I remember praying three or four years ago, and the prayer that I've been praying since we started this thing, I'm like, God, bring a revival. God, bring revival. And he's like, are you, do you believe that you guys are ready for what you're asking for? And with a, a few moments of honest evaluation, I said no. I, I knew that we weren't in a place at the moment. I wasn't in a place, our team wasn't in a place to be able to sustain what God wanted to do. Because every revival that I know of, Toronto's the only one that actually, after 25 years, is still going, planting thousands and thousands and thousands of churches. But every other revi- revival in history has stopped. And that was never God's plan. And so my question would be to us, was it because of, there's, there's some other determining factors, but was it because of the lack of the renewal of the mind? And there's men and, and w- women that have gotten in the way. But we only get in the way when our minds aren't renewed to a place where we're, we're thinking like Jesus. Because when I think like Jesus, I don't want to get in the way. I won't get in the way. Because I realize that he, he, though though he's though he's so good that he's chosen to to engage us and involve us in the process, it's not necessary that I be a part of it. And what little I know really equates to whole, to nothing. And I believe that's why Paul said, "I just chose to know Christ and Him crucified when I was among you." Have you ever gotten to a place where you're like, "I know." this out of the Bible I'm like I know that I know this that I can you know and it also comes in a place into where you know it's not a good place to be because everything but Christ and him crucified is really up for grabs in my theology <laughs> which in Christ and him crucified includes the goodness of God all right he's good and there's a lot that goes into that and so let's um Let's, talk, let's, let's read this and see if I can unpack this here in the next few moments. Jesus loves us so much that He's always, when we're attentive, when we position our hearts as sons and daughters, that He's, he's always going to bring us what we need in, in the moment for the season. He'll always do that. He's always faithful. He's always faithful. He never makes us work for it. He hides things for us, not from us. Scripture I used on Wednesday night. I told you I was going to build on Wednesday night. And Wednesday night, if you haven't listened to it, essentially it was God sending out the 12, sending out the 70. And me just laying a foundation through the scripture, showing you that we were all, we all, the moment that we signed up for this, we all, or the moment that we said yes to Jesus, we signed up for heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, and, and proclaim the kingdom in our own unique ways. But all of our lives were created to, to bring fruit. They don't all look the same. That's why we're unique. But God will give us when, we, when that Proverbs 25 too. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search out a matter. We're royalty. We're kings and priests unto our God. It's, our, it's the glory of kings to search out the things that God has hidden for us. Not from us. That means that there's ways to do things that we haven't discovered. There's cures, right? There's things to, uh, from parenting to traffic flow to business ideas to ideas for the business you currently work in uh, that will solve problems. It, when we are living out of our, our inheritance as royalty, we are seeking God on, on unique ways to bring kingdom into places because the kingdom's like leaven. It's spreading it's spreading whether we get involved in it or not but we get to be and so it is spreading everywhere the kingdom is spreading it is a force that cannot be stopped. <laughs> this is his plan this is his will we're just jumping on board with it right? Yes Jesus so I just wanted to do a tiny bit of review and then we'll start in Mark chapter 8 verse 13 this is Jesus. He left them and getting into the boat again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves saying, is it because we have no bread? But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, though he's not talking about bread, He says, why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Let me stop right there for a moment. So Jesus is talking about the political system and the religious system. He actually wants to get into it a little bit deeper conversation. He he wants to give them them something that's going to help them uh, moving forward. But because he... He's so good, he realizes that in this moment, the most important thing is for us, for me to address your thinking. Why do you reason that you have no bread? This is, this is what I hear when, when he says that, because what we're getting ready to read is the miracles that have happened in the last two chapters of the multiplication of the fish and loaves. Both of them are in these last two chapters in the book of Mark. They're very close together. The feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000. Jesus says, why, why do you start your thought process out with what you don't have? Why is your thinking still so tied to this natural realm? Why are you still looking at the resources that you can provide for yourself? Why are you still looking at the bank account? Why are you still looking at the amount of time you have? Why are you still looking at your gifting, your anointing, the power, the experience? Why are, why are you still looking at what you don't have, what you lack? That right there stings me. Because I've started, because this is, he says, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? I'm always talking about getting a new heart, right? Like, got a whole heart, got a new heart. This word is related to the mind. He's saying, is there still an aspect of your mind that hasn't been transformed? That word hardened is to be calloused over. This is what happens when I meditate on thoughts, when I've been trained up in the ways of the world or the ways of man or the ways of the kingdom, whichever it is, when my, my thoughts are, are being, every one of them is, is transforming a specific, a specific part of my mind in every area of my life. Something is transforming every area of my mind in every area of my life. That's the way our minds were created to be. They were created to be transformed by truth. But when I'm not meditating on truth or kingdom thoughts aren't um, or the the things that I am meditating on, then they're being transformed by something else because my mind was made to be that way. Make sense? So he said, is your heart still hard? Is your mind still calloused? I have fell on the side of The disciples way more times than I'd like to admit. So yesterday when we were in, let me say this first. So I have many times when there's been with thoughts of new building, thoughts of um, bringing more people on staff, thoughts of whatever it is, thoughts of needs that Lindsay and I have, um, thoughts of anything in in the realm of finances, my mind often still goes to, what do I have in the bank account? Now, I am not saying to be irresponsible in finances and buy cars on faith and buy houses on faith and declare that you got it. That's where the Word of Faith movement got a really bad name because people were, were writing checks in faith, but they didn't have it in their account. That's just irresponsible. When I'm getting something on faith and I can't actually afford it in my bank account, then then I shouldn't be doing it. Right? You guys get that. But I want to clarify because this message could be taken. They're like, well, Tony said, you know, (laughs) going to the car lot today, Labor Day sale. Brand new. I see money, Jesus. I see it. My heart's not hard. I see mountains of money. I see it in the form of a Lexus. IS 350. Jesus. We're trying to get on that Lexus program for oh, I'm just messing around. I do like them, but they don't matter as much as they once did. And, and and so I have I have thought about the lack. This is what I'm this is what I believe God is getting to. The that my mind goes to what I lack. And when I'm a, a son or daughter of the kingdom, I have no lack, that God is my provision. And so yesterday when the Joe told the testimony that we were talking about, or that he was, t- we were talking about in the prayer room, there was a lady who came in, had four back surgeries, her L4 or L4, her L5, part of it was removed because of it. She was a couple inches shorter. She didn't come in for back pain, but I had asked her in the moment, because it, this is, this is, this is why i had asked her in the moment, what was wrong with her? Because in every situation, I'm looking to actually hear, I'm looking to hear God, right? I'm led by God. I'm I'm hoping to be led by God in every single situation. I walked through the back or through the door today and and heard God through my knee. It was the physical physical pain that I felt. It's an impression. You say, well, that wasn't God's voice. It was God's voice to me because that's how God speaks to me sometimes. He speaks a lot of different languages. Whatever language he wants to speak to you, we tune into. And I always want to be stretched in how he's speaking. So I'm always looking for what he's saying. And that's what, in that moment we were in the prayer room with this, with this lady yesterday, she'd come in for an illness. That's all it said on her form that she had filled out to come to the healing center. She said illness, super vague. But then she begins to tell us what's, what's wrong with her. Because in that moment, I'm, I'm listening to God and seeing if I can hear anything, seeing if I can see anything. And we're going to get these principles that God shares here in a moment about that. But in that moment, the best thing I could do was just ask the question. So when I asked the question, she tells us, yeah, I've got back. I said, hey, do you have pain anywhere in your body? By chance, she's like, yeah, I got back pain. I had four back surgeries. And I just start to smile, which could seem... Very odd in a situation like that i'm in severe pain, had four surgeries because of them i 'm a couple inches shorter, you know, and she seems to be smiling, so it's necessary to explain in the moment why why <laughs> i'm smiling she 's like, "This dude is weird <laughs> right but you've been around us very long. we could be pegged for that at any given moment a little a little different. <laughs> So <laughs> this is this is what I, I do in this this moment. Verse 18, Jesus said, Having eyes do you not see, having ears do you not hear, and do you not, do you not remember? He'd asked them, he'd addressed, why do you start start out your thought pattern with what you don't have? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Is your heart still, is your heart still hardened? Having eyes do you not see? Can you not see what I'm doing? Have you not noticed what's been happening? Have you not? Become in tune with the with the realm that's more real than the realm that you visibly see, having ears do you not hear? Are you not able to yet hear hear me have have you not been have you not been listening? Have you got not got tuned in yet to another the other realm that's more real than the realm that you actually hear from and and taste feel? touch, smell, all of our natural senses. Did you know that all of our natural senses were actually wired to first be sensitive to the realm that's more, that, that we don't see than it is to the realm that we do see? It's supposed to work both ways in both realms, but first be more sensitive to the realm that we don't, don't see. And so in that moment when I'm with that lady, there's, there's many times when I don't, I don't see what's going on in the spirit. I'm looking almost always in this kind of setting my responsibility and a lot of you won't ever have this opportunity because it's not what you're called to but you can use this principle in 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 the store in your job any, anywhere I'm looking in my in my heart what what is God doing. Jesus lived by the principle I do what I see the Father do and I hear what I say I hear I say what I hear the Father say. And so I'm always looking for what God's doing almost always. And sometimes I'm seeing I'm, I'm seeing clearly. I remember one time seeing and in, in I was on the front row and I remember seeing this elbow that, and, and all I saw wasn't was an elbow and I felt like it had been injured and that's not much to go on, right? And so I'm willing to take the risk because I want to model risk and I, I, I answer the question to people and they say, what if it doesn't happen? And I say, well, what if it does? And somebody's life's changed forever. What if, you, what if you did see God right? Because the only way I'm going to find out if I'm seeing right is if I say something. And so I say, hey, there's something wrong with somebody's elbow. They say, yeah, uh, God, I have metal in my, in my elbow. Car wreck, messed up for years. We watch in moments all of his flexibility and everything regained. I don't know what happened to the metal, but I realized there were healing that, that it happened. That was, I was seeing, I was seeing clearly in that moment. I'm really excited when I get to see clearly, but I don't see clearly even half the time. Sometimes I hear, can you hear? I'm like, sometimes I I hear, sometimes I hear me and sometimes I hear God, right? Sometimes it's that impression. It's impression of pain. It's the impression in my, in my knower, or sometimes it's that the voice of the Holy Spirit inside me. I hear, I hear God, God. All right, like I did when I'm walking through the door today. It's the, it's the knee, you know. And the only one I'm going to find out, and I'm, I was confident in, in that there was somebody enough to say whose knee whose knee hurts, left knee, not just does somebody's. But you see, there's there's faith that gets built when you when you build history with God. Doesn't mean I can't miss it. It just means in that moment I happen to be hearing correctly. But uh, but there's lots of times when I walk in a store. I walk in a gas station in a moment with somebody like I was yesterday in the healing center room, and I don't hear anything. And that's why I'm grateful that Jesus put the last one in there. Do you remember? (laughs) I'm like, I I can qualify for that one every time. I do remember. And so this lady, this is what I do to remember. It's the testimony. This is it. This is the testimony of the goodness of God. This is where it comes into, and I'm going to wrap up land here in just a moment with this, is that do you remember? Remembering actually increases hearing and seeing. So if you're like, I don't, I don't hear God. I don't see God. Like I, I can't see in the spirit. I don't hear anything from God. I'm not, or I just rarely hear. This is a principle that you and I can use to increase our awareness of the, of the realm that's, that's around us, of what God's doing and what God's saying. And so that lady says, that's, this is why the smile comes on my face. Four back surgeries. D- missing discs. Now she's two inches shorter. My mind immediately goes to a lady that came into the healing center. She was two inches taller than her husband before. Now she's two inches shorter than her husband. She had shrank four inches because of four crushed discs in her back. They tried to rebuild them. They were gone. There was no way to rebuild them. She'd been in pain for 10 years. Oxycodone, uh, level 10 pain for 10 years. Most people contemplate consider and some even do commit suicide to have level 10 pain for that long in their backs. It's that bad. She can't sleep in, upstairs in the bed with her husband. She's sleeping in a recliner for a long time. She's an RN, had been an RN for, for for decades, and she is in horrific pain, can't do her job, can't be the wife that she wants to be. And so she comes in with this pain. Oxycodone and Oxycontin are not doing anything to the pain any longer. And we pray for her, her granddaughter's in the room with us. We pray for her, and her pain goes down to like a six. And so we have her daughter, or her granddaughter, pray. We're like, hey, will you, will you pray? Just pray for your, pray for your, you know who I'm talking about. Just pray for your, pray for your grandma. She prays this little sweet prayer. What she doesn't tell us is that while we were all praying, she had her head on her, her grandma's arm. It's so that she heard like knuckles cracking in her grandma's back. God's doing something, right? We didn't know any of that till way later. So she prays this little sweet prayer, and her grandma just starts weeping. And you, I'm thinking, this is probably a good thing. And so she, I, I say, where's your pain at? She's like, it's gone, it's gone. And, and she, she stands up, she stands up, and her husband stands up. And, and, and in this next few moments, we recognize that she's now taller. We've got pictures, proof that she's now two inches taller than her husband. She was two inches shorter when she came in. She grew four inches in a matter of moments. She grew back to what she had, the height that she was before. Isn't it? I mean, that's it. I I didn't get an x-ray that the disc got put back. I can't tell you that that's exactly what happened, but that would make sense to me. All I can tell you is she was pain-free. All well, I can tell you is life was restored. So my mind's going to this testimony, which jumps me to the next testimony. So I have a Rolodex of history with God, of remembering the testimony. And I jump to this testimony of Shelly Abney standing here. The first time we met Shelly uh, and Jason, Lindsay and I were up here praying for Shelly. She had a crushed disc in her back, pieces floating around in there. The doctor was scared she was going to get paralyzed. Lindsay and I pray for her in a moment. God heals her. She goes back to the doctor, finds out that that disc is now whole inside of her back. <laughs> I'm convinced that that helped them uh, make the decision of where they would start attending church because God was <laughs> leading them there. And then look what happened out of a moment of God's goodness being demonstrated to them. And then, you know, helping plant them in Martinsville and, and um, ordaining them and all those things that came out of a, out of a God moment. And so my Rolodex of, of testimonies, this is what the, you say, well, why, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Because you and I were created to see through the lens of the testimony of the goodness of God and nothing else. The moment that I saw the first miracle of finances, the first miracle of healing, the first miracle of, of protection, or the, the, the moment that I saw any of those, I lost the legal right to look through anything but the testimony. Because it was the only thing I was ever created. We say, well, I don't have a testimony. Take somebody else's. If, look through the lens of the testimony. Because most of us, the greatest miracle we've ever seen is our own salvation. Right? The greatest testimony of God's goodness we'll ever see will be looking at us in the mirror every single day of our lives. And so this is, this is what I'm doing practically. He says, do you, do you not remember? He says, this is what he's. he says. Do you not remember? Verse 19, when I broke the five loaves for the five thousands, how many baskets full of fragments did I take up? Did you take up? They said to him, 12. Verse 20, also when I broke the seven for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said, seven. So he said to them, How is it that you do not understand? What I hear him saying is, The testimony of God is to change my understanding of of the way that I live. It transforms my mind in such a way that I will always see through the lens of of the abundance that we all have stored up for us in heaven. And when I say heaven, I mean, I don't mean, you know, you guys already get this. Heaven's not on the other side of, of a planet somewhere. Heaven is in the realm that is around us surrounded, Hebrews 12, surrounded by the great cloud of witnesses, right? It's the realm that we can't see. And so heaven is anticipating what we will do with what we've been given. And God has given us a tool to put in our tool belts of the testimony that it's not just to remind us of the goodness of God, but it is to transform our minds so that we will never ever look at a situation the same. It is literally one of the biggest keys to my life of seeing because that's what I just start meditating on the testimony. And I've found out that there is nothing that attracts the presence of God more than than the testimony. Aaron comes in the prayer room this morning. He's like, we're sharing testimonies. That's all we're doing. We prayed for 15 seconds. For 25 minutes, we're sharing testimonies from yesterday. I've got my hands like this in receiving mode. All right, because when I'm not giving out, I'm receiving so that I'm ready to give out. And he says, are you praying? I'm like, no, just thinking about the testimonies. Because the testimonies attract the presence. It, it is, it's the prayer that's already been prayed and answered. <laughs> it's the, it's, because the testimony, when I begin to think about it, it builds what? It builds my expectation which builds my faith which builds my hope in what what does it do when I meditate on the testimony I've said this often I'll keep saying it: is that it expands my heart when I meditate on the testimony of the goodness of God that I got to share that moment yesterday with that woman that changed her life I got to share not I had to not it was because I prayed. Not it was because, because I didn't actually even pray. I was a bystander. Candace prayed. And Candace didn't even pray a petition prayer or a command prayer. She put her hands on her back and thanked God for what he was doing. About 30, 45 seconds. Right? When I think about that, 1 Corinthians 13 says what? These three things will remain. It's the chapter of love. He says these three will remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. It doesn't mean that faith and hope aren't significant. Right? But he's narrowing it down to three things. I believe it's the rivers that are to flow through our life. When it talks in John 7. If you come to me and drink, there'll be rivers, plural, of living water that'll flow out of you. I think faith, hope, and love would be good rivers to flow out of us. I believe that. I'm declaring that over my own life. These are the rivers that are flowing out of me. And meditating on the test, because those testimonies, they lead me to more testimonies. I start thinking about all I want to share. I could share testimonies for hours of the goodness of God. So many moments. I've been thinking about what Alex talked about this week. Sometimes, sometimes it appears like there's, an un, there's, there's a devaluing of the testimony when it's not something that we, va- that we value as significant. Because some testimonies I shared, if I, if I share the testimony of Kaya getting healed of bre- breast cancer, y'all go crazy, right? Powerful, touched you, personally touched you. When I share the testimony of somebody's back getting healed, sometimes not a response. Why is that? I'm just asking a question. I'm not looking for an answer. I'm asking myself that question. Why is that? Why am I not celebrating it as if it was exactly what it is? Supernatural. The wrist that gets healed. Huh? It's like I'll celebrate, go crazy over one thing, but then the other, I'm like, eh, hmm, seen that before. I've been there. I've been there. Broke. I mean, it literally broke me one day when I began to think that I had devalued the testimony that I had seen so many times. Backs, I mean, hundreds of people's backs healed. And I had gotten to a place a few years ago where I started to, it was just another healing. And I, I, I promised that I would never get there again. And that's why every miracle that I see, every back healing, every headache, every whatever it is, I sit and I begin to meditate. I just think about the privilege that I got to even be in the room when that took place. Right? Sometimes our minds go to, why not me? That's what I've been asking for. Why'd you give it to them? Sometimes our minds go there. That's why Romans 12 commands us to rejoice with those who rejoice. It wouldn't have to be commanded if it was easy, right? We all get a million dollars. Yay, everybody, you know, you're like, yeah, it's, it's easy. You're like, yeah, yeah, I like that. It's easy to celebrate when you just got blessed. But when there wasn't anything that's come to you that you've been praying for, then how easy is it? Then I go by the command of Scripture. I rejoice with those who rejoice. I weep with those who weep. Because sometimes you're on the flip side of that. You just got blessed. It's a, it's amazing. It's a great season. You just got breakthrough. And there's somebody over here that's weeping. You've got, and then I get to leave my moment of celebration and get down with that person that weeps. Huh? Both are both are, are vital, vitally important. One of them sets me up to see more of what God's doing. Somebody asked me last week, and I wish I would have had this answer then. Maybe they're watching. They said, what would you tell somebody to do that hadn't received their miracle yet? That you pray for them and nothing happens. And I'm like, man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I can give you a really long answer to that one. But what I've boiled it down to is, tell them to celebrate. Tell them to celebrate everything that they see God do in other people's lives. Thankfulness expands the kingdom when it benefits somebody else. I begin to join in. It begins to bring me my breakthrough. We've went and we've went we've went over and I I uh, I feel like that we're just going to close in, in prayer. Um, I don't want this to be abrupt. I I uh, you know the children of Israel in Deuteronomy six. In verse seventeen, he tells them to keep, keep the statutes, keep the law, and keep the testimony. And then he goes on to talk about only one thing, and it's the testimony. You're like, keep the law, keep the statutes. I got that. I I could I could get that right. It's before me. It's written down. It's something that I can hold on to. But the testimony. How do I how do I keep the testimony? This is this is what I do is that I write everything down that I possibly, that I, everything that I see God do. Finances, breakthroughs, people getting free, people getting healed, all of it. I'm, I'm writing it all down and this is what I'm doing every single day now is that I'm meditating on the testimony. I, I've been teaching this for a handful of years, not a long time, but for a while. And I've, I've taught it that we're to meditate on every day, but I went through probably a a long season of not thinking about it except for when I, I needed it. And because of that, I'm convinced that my mind wasn't being transformed as much as it was supposed to be in that season. And so now God's bringing it back to our attention. And he's like, look, you're getting, you're getting this. You're getting, get rid, get rid of lies and focus on truth. You're, you're getting that your hope is an indicator of what you're believing. Now add this tool in, and meditate on the testimony day. What did he tell them, children of Israel, day and night, day and night. He's like at least two times a day. I'm, I'm thinking. When I first wake up in the morning, I begin to think about how much he loves me. Think about how much he loves me. Because that's the greatest revelation I'll ever have, how much he loves me. And I begin to think about the testimonies of his, his goodness. And it just starts to lead me in. And what it does is it's, it's, it's giving me new, new eyes, new glasses to look through. Rose-colored lenses, so to speak. is that I begin to look through everything in an expected, hope-filled, faith-filled, love-filled way that is inviting me into seeing it again. They didn't know we were going to talk about testimony today, but they were singing, do it again, do it again, do it again. The root word of testimony means to do again. He wants to do it again. I'll expect him to do it again when I think about the testimony. If you would stand with me. Take this tool. Do a trial run on it for the next week. See what happens. I dare you. (laughs) Your minds are already being transformed. You're already different people. I can look around the room and that's some of the testimony that I think about. I think about the testimony of of Rich. You know, I'm just like, when he first came to just the prophecy and increase of of all the things of God in his life. I think, you know, Jonah Relly. I think about my wife. I think about... You know, it's just whoever. It's it's. I'll look around the room during worship at times, or or just when I'm alone. And I think about the people here that we get to do life with, and I think about the transformation in in your lives. So you're cha- You're tra- you're being transformed. <laughs> you're going from glory to glory. This is just another tool that God wants us to add because there's a grace right now to expedite the process of the transformation of the mind. And I'm convinced it's because He wants to pour out more than we can even pray for. I'm convinced of it, right? (laughs) It's just like, I can feel Him settle down on that statement. He wants to pour out so much more but he's such a good dad, he wants to make sure that we're properly prepared for it. Right? So Father, we thank you right now that you are, that you are the the gracious, the good, the merciful, the loving dad that we have always needed. And we thank you that you have settled down in this room today to invite us into an expedited process of the transformation of the mind. We thank you that you are rewiring things in our thinking. We thank you that there isn't anybody in the room or anybody that's watching that thinks the way that they did even six months ago, uh, especially a year ago or longer. We thank you that you are transforming our minds. Our hope is increasing. Our faith is increasing. Our love is increasing. You are expanding our hearts. Rivers of these things are flowing from our lives on a daily basis and we thank you we thank you that we get to be in this lifestyle with you and so we're so so grateful so thankful that you're giving us reminding us of an of a tool or giving us a new tool depending on who it is of the testimony you are going to give us a rolodex of testimonies to think about, to meditate on that's going to lead us into more encounters of of your love being expressed to the world around us. Not for the sake of getting another testimony, not for the sake of having something to meditate on, but for the sake of the world to see the world transform, to see them know that you love them, to see darkness leave our cities, to see light crash in in new ways, to see love come to those that feel that they're unlovable, to see value come to those that feel they're worthless, to see freedom come to the addicted and suicidal and depressed. We thank you, Father, that you're coming to our city in new ways, God. We thank you that we get to watch this, that we get to be alive right now, that we get to... Witness the greatest move of God that's ever come to this earth. We thank you, Father, that you chose us to be in this with you. And there's so many more that you are inviting in. You're inviting, inviting the masses to come. The whole world has an evite to this thing. <laughs> we thank you that we get to hand deliver those. We get to show them. We get to help them open the invitation. (laughs) We get to show them that what they've heard about you in some cases is way off. Not true. We get to show them that you really love them, that you really adore them, that you're pursuing them with love and affection and love in your eyes and mercy on your mind. We thank you that we get to be in this thank you Father Holy Spirit we partner with you right now we partner with you right now in this mind renewal process this expedited mind renewal process we partner with you we thank you for helping us remember doing practical things to discipline ourselves to meditate on the testimony to feed ourselves with your goodness yeah, thank you. So I bless every, every person's process in this room, every person that's watching. Thank you for what, that, that, what we're going into because of this. Thank you for what you're entrusting us with. We're grateful. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Have the prayer team come. He's changing us. He's changing us. Isn't it exciting? Come on. He is changing us. He's good and he is. Focused in on our transformation. <laughs> he wants it more than we do. <laughs> he does. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you guys need prayer for anything, I want you to come forward. If you, you need physical healing, you heard a bunch of physical healing testimonies, right? You saw some people get physical healed in the room today. If you got something that's heavy on your heart or something that's internal that needs prayer... There's anything you need. We got some amazing people up here that want to serve you in prayer. If you need to just continue to hang out with what God's doing in this moment, feel free to do that too. A lot of times there's no human help that's necessary in the process. We just bless what He's already doing and we say thank you, Jesus. Yeah. We love you guys.